Well, good evening, everybody. It's Chris here from the Whistle Stop Cafe in Mirror, Alberta. I meant to do this about 15 minutes ago, 10 o'clock now. I wanted to do a quick 15-minute live before bed, which was should have been 9.30, but it's going to be 10.30 now. I got to open the restaurant in the morning. I get to open the restaurant in the morning. Um, yeah, I was just kind of browsing around, checking my email, wasting some time on TikTok, and I came across something very interesting. And it kind of made me think about some stuff that I've, uh, or reminded me of some some stuff I've been thinking about over the last few days. So it's been a very busy weekend at the Stop Cafe in Mira, Alberta. It's been a fantastic weekend. Um, I, I couldn't possibly even keep count of how many people have showed up there saying, Oh, we've, we can't believe we're here. This is, is this the same whistle stop? Are you, are you the guy, you know, people like they almost take a, a, like a pilgrimage to my cafe, which is really neat. And then they share their stories, some of which are heartbreaking, some of which are very uplifting and uh, both equally important. I wonder if you can hear my dog barking. She's a Chihuahua. She thinks she's a Rottweiler. Anyway, uh, fantastic weekend. Met lots of new people, uh, sold lots of hamburgers, fed lots of people some really good food. Not everything was perfect. Some people had to wait too long for their food and they got mad at us and swear at servers and stuff. But most people are good people. Anywho, I'm going to show you a video on TikTok that I found. Um, no idea who this is. It just popped up in my news feed and I figured I would show it to you. And I'll explain why in a moment. Here we go. And um, cow farts are the problem. Yeah, not burning tires like that. Not not forty-two million tires burning 40, in the desert. Forty-two million. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So don't forget, it's the cow farts. It's it, it's any anything in the West is wow. the issue. It's never anywhere else that needs to cut back. Right. Kill right. livestock. Nope. Or stop growing food. It's almost always America, in fact. Kuwait again. First of all, I want to say that the cranberries are awesome. And what a loss uh, when we lost the lead singer a little while ago. Anyway, so the video allegedly is showing pictures uh, somewhere allegedly in. The Middle East, where they're burning a bunch of tires, there's fumes of black smoke. Uh, anybody who is old as I am may remember the Iraq War, uh, the Kuwait, what they did in Kuwait. Uh, as Saddam Hussein retreated, he blew up, man, tons of oil wells. And the oil wells they have there are, like our wells are nothing compared to what they have. Uh, there was so much black soot and grossness in the air i mean we were feeling effects of that all over the world and these things aren't uncommon i mean the quite thing that's a little bit uncommon because that doesn't happen every day but things like the burning tires you know that happens often uh, we have vol volcanic eruptions that uh, blow all sorts of stuff into the atmosphere all sorts of crazy things now we've been led to believe as Canadians and as Albertans, that the only way to fix what's wrong with the planet is to destroy the things that make us prosperous. 
If you look into or you bother to look into statistics and numbers and those types of interesting things about prosperity metrics and how they changed with uh, when we started using allegedly fossil fuels, which are not fossil fuels at all. I'll explain that in a moment, too, if you're interested. We became way more prosperous. We lived longer. We had more free time to do things like invent cool medicines, uh, invent great things. Um, we had more time to wage war on each other and kill each other. We did all sorts of horrible things. But even through all the horrible things that were done, our prosperity, our longevity, and the quality of life increased beyond anything that's ever happened in recorded history because we started using cheap and abundant energy, natural gas, oil, and the likes. Now we're being told that we need to stop using those things. We have to go with renewables, which are not actually renewable at all because the way that you produce energy from the renewable sources like the sun and wind, those things aren't actually renewable. They have a lifespan and they're gone and you need to replace them. So that's not renewable. That's actually replaceable. I digress. That's a lie. It's a lie that we have to destroy our prosperity and our futures, our way of life, our quality of life in order to save the planet. It is an outright lie. Oh, but Chris, what about the oil tankers that spill their oil in, this, in the ocean? That sucks. It's terrible. It's dirty. It's messy. Birds die. Ocean life dies. But guess what? Do you know how many billions, pardon me, do you know how many millions of barrels of oil leach into the ocean naturally every year? Look it up. You'll be amazed. Oh, but Chris, what about Fukushima? It really fucked things up. It really fucked up the coastline. I saw people with Geiger counters measuring and it was going off the charts. No, they weren't Geiger counters. That was a naturally occurring radioactive material counter. And if you put it up near a cigarette or a microwave, it will also go off the charts because radio radiation is naturally occurring as well. Fukushima did not fuck up the oceans. It did not fuck up the coastlines. How about look up how much naturally occurring radioactive material, naturally occurring radioactive isotopes end up in the ocean simply from the Earth's crust every day, week, month, year, whatever. The number is astounding. And it puts things in perspective. Fukushima was nothing. Should we do it again? No, we shouldn't. It's harmful to life. We shouldn't try and do that. But the planet is harmful to life. Humans have this wonderful ability to adapt and master the planet and their environment and their climate and make it better than it was before. Nature is naturally very chaotic. Humans have a way of adapting and controlling nature to be more prosperous. We're very good at it. It's almost as if the planet was created specifically for us by a benevolent creator that um, believed that our lives were sacred and loves us more than anything else. But what do I know? I'm just a burger flipper. Flipped a lot of burgers today. So we're told all sorts of things that cause us to have emotional reactions. I mean, everybody has an emotional reaction to a duck coated in oil. I sure do. Um, but it's important to think about these things and put them in perspective. What are we willing to sacrifice to appease the virtue gods, our new virtue gods here that say we have to jump on every cause in order to be virtuous, to be good people, to 
make it past the pearly gates and into heaven. In the big picture, most of the things people talk about are completely insignificant. And this isn't just coming from the other side, like the climate alarmist side. This is coming from our side as well. Do you know how many times I've heard people say to me, as a matter of fact, somebody said it today, and uh, my friend Pam apparently agrees with this, that I'm losing the confidence of my followers. Why is that? Because I speak my mind? Because I share my opinions? Because I think about things logically and I don't jump on every cause that I see? Well, I'm going to let you guys and girls in on a little secret. I never wanted any followers in the first place. Did you know that? I never wanted people to know who I was. I never wanted uh, any of this stuff in particular. It just happened and it was a tool that was necessary to try and change things. I seems like I woke up one morning and I looked at my Facebook page and there was 131,584 people following my Facebook page wanting to hear what I had to say. And I think at least 105,000 of those want to see me succeed. Probably 29,000 people want to watch me fail, but tough titties, it ain't going to happen, folks. My point is I didn't want this. I didn't want followers. I'm, I'm not looking to gain your confidence in me for one reason or, or another. I will share my opinions with you. I'll tell you what I see. I'll make theories about it and I'll offer them up for your, your own mind to process. And if you don't like it, I really don't care. I really don't care if you like my opinions or not. I mean, I'm not going to be a, a asshole Albertan about it or, oh, an angry Albertan about it. Sorry, Josh, I had to, I had to do it. I'm sure he laughed. But at the end of the day, I really don't care what you think. Um, and even going further than that, if you're going to tell me that uh, I'm evil and have abandoned my God because I won't vote for a particular person or political party, I really don't give a shit what you have to say. Um, our side saying that to our side is ridiculous. I get other comments from people saying, the most dangerous thing right now is geoengineering and we have to stop it at all costs. Where have we heard that kind of rhetoric before? Where have we heard that we have to stop doing something or start doing something at all costs? Is it from, you know, the loony left who says that we have to transition to renewable energy at all costs, even if the cost is $1.7 trillion, even if the cost is abandoning our prosperity and our quality of life, even if the cost is saddling our children with hundreds of thousands of dollars of personal tax liabilities. Now people from our side say, we need to stop this particular thing at all costs. And when I say, whoa, hold up a minute. First of all, do you know what at all costs means? And second, is this crusade that you're on actually virtuous or is it only virtuous because those around you claim it to be? I think I lost some confidence or I lost some people's confidence in me the other day. Some really awesome, wonderful people 
came to the cafe and they met me and they're so happy to be there and they shook my hand they wanted a picture and then they said man what's going on in alberta here like we left bc and we get into alberta and you guys have a real chemtrail problem this always comes up and so of course i said well what do you mean we have a chemtrail problem and they said well you have all these lines in the sky like they're, they're spraying you all day and i said no they're not that's not what that is and i laid out a logical and reasonable explanation of what was happening. I debunked a whole bunch of the information that we see online about this. And I presented my, my case for it. You know, I think they were expecting something different because I think a lot of people expected that I would just agree with everybody on everything so that I would continue to get more support. But that only works if you're looking for people people's confidence and support in the first place. And I wasn't. It just came kind of naturally because people agree with the idea that the government shouldn't put chains on our doors. But I don't agree with everybody on everything. I never will. I don't agree um, with the theological doctrine of Muslim people. They don't agree with my Christian theology. I don't agree with uh, the woke mob and their their idea that there's no difference between men and women. And they don't believe my opinion that there is a difference between men and women. And the difference was intentional so that we can complement each other. We will never agree on these things. And yet, my main message has always been that the government should not be allowed to interfere with our rights and freedoms unless it is absolutely justified. For instance, somebody goes out and kills somebody, they need to have their mobility rights taken away from them because they need to go to jail. Fair? Yes, it's fair. I don't agree with everybody on everything. And, you know, it's it surprises me how much... Or, or how often people from our side will cast away or cast cast off or cast aside their friends uh, that they used to claim that they loved and respected and whatever because they don't believe in something they believe in. So what is the most dangerous threat that we face in this time? There's two, and I think one's a little more dangerous than the other. But it's not something that we only face in this time. We have faced it for all time. As long as human beings have existed on this planet, we face these problems. The first one is ourselves. The single greatest threat to humanity is humanity or a lack of humanity, and maybe a lack of humility. If we can't be human and humble enough to love each other, even though we have different opinions on chemtrails, how can we work together towards a better future where we can all be free to disagree on certain issues? I would say we can't, and it's precisely why we're in this mess. There's people on the internet 
blaming everybody for everything. And now they're even blaming me because um, I stood up for my rights that are outlined in the constitution of this country. And they're telling me because I did that, I must be controlled opposition because how dare I? It boggles my mind. Kind of lost my train of thought there. Even more dangerous than that, our uh, lack of humility and humanity is our failure to recognize there is something greater than ourselves and strive for something better. We have pushed God out of almost every conversation, every political conversation, every polite conversation. We just pushed God out of it. And we try and pretend that human beings are good enough to decide how we should move forward on our own without deferring to a higher power that's more, uh, less, less human. And we're paying the price for it now. Uh, women are paying the price because now there's no such thing as a woman. You can't have women's sports. You can't have like women have women only women aren't even special because they carry children anymore. Men have taken that over. Women aren't special because they, I don't know, nurture children. Oh, men can do that too, right? We, we're, we're really chipping away at so many parts of our society. It's no wonder that it's starting to crumble. So, let's talk about something else, a little more upbeat. Want to see some fires burning in Kuwait? And um, cow farts are the problem. Yeah, not burning tires like that. Not not 42 million tires burning 40, in the desert. 42 million? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, don't forget, it's the cow farts. It's, it, it's any, anything in the West is wow. the issue. It's never anywhere else that needs to cut back or right, kill right. livestock nope. or stop growing food. It's almost always America, in fact. I mostly like that because I really like the cranberries. <sighs> Did you know that Canada is actually talking about phasing out different types of uh, livestock? And they're considering working with synthetic food so cows stop farting and harming the planet. Now, I talked about perspective before. Let's put this in perspective. Canada is the largest country on the planet. Canada has a huge amount of forest. Arboreal forest is the largest in the world. Canada doesn't have a very big population. We have about 38 or 40 million people in this country. We're responsible or we contribute less than 1.5% of global emissions. The United States contributes less than 15%. The global entities, i.e. the WEF and the all the alphabet organizations that are just fronts for Nazi groups, 
they want the United States to be responsible for 30% of global emissions reduction. They want them to spend $50 trillion to deal with climate change. Canada is responsible for less than, or uh, contributes less than 1.5%, and we're expected to destroy our economy and transition justly from cheap, plentiful energy that advanced civilization more than anything else ever has, increased our quality of life and our prosperity more than anything ever has. They want us to spend $1.7 trillion to do it, and it's going to do absolutely nothing. If immediately, tomorrow, Canada completely quit every single emission of everything, if we quit breathing, there would be a zero impact to global climate. Now, don't give me that BS about doing our part. I'll tell you how we can do our part. We can do our part by using more Canadian oil and, nat oil and natural gas and coal. Yeah, that's right. I said it. Because for every barrel of oil we produce or every uh, cubic meter of natural gas we produce, there's another part of the world that isn't producing it because we're doing it cleaner. So now, instead of us using our resources responsibly like we have, we're going to stop using them and we're going to force, say, China or Russia to buy their oil and gas from the Middle East or vice versa or whatever. So what are we really doing here? If we're talking about doing all these things, banning plastic bags, banning plastic straws, yeah, you know what? You can just piss off with the paper straws. I've eaten so much paper in the last year that I'm shitting newspapers now. Thank you very much, Tim Hortons. It doesn't make any sense. And people are still following it blindly. So I ask again, what is the most dangerous threat to our existence as human beings? It's human beings failing to use their God-given brains. We really got to start doing that. My position on these things hasn't changed uh, this entire time. Uh, I've advocated for or spoke at or been involved with different political parties over the last three years. I've changed my mind on that because the parties have changed, the people have changed, whatever. And the funny thing is, because I used my brain and I came to logical conclusions about what's going on, and I decided to use my voice and where I thought it was best served, I had people in the groups that I spoke at or, or uh, attended or whatever, turn on me and start saying that I was evil, even though they used me to get the word out about their organization for months or years. Isn't that weird? It's so weird. I'm involved with the Alberta Prosperity Project. As a matter of fact, I'm the chief executive officer, which is strange to me. Uh, and I watched as people who said they were loyal to Alberta attacked the organization and continue to do so, even though there is no better plan for this province. There is no better plan to get this province or this country out of the predicament we're in than what the APP is advocating for, a referendum on independence. That's where I want to go. That's what I want to achieve. And because my opinions on how to get there differed from others, well, all of a sudden I was labeled a charlatan. I'm not a freedom fighter. I'm just in it for myself. Huh. In it for myself. 
The same people, when I engage in business activity, say, where's the money going? Probably to my mortgage. Oh, pardon me. I don't have a mortgage anymore because I had to sell my house and rent it back to cover the last three years. Maybe it's going to go to my kid's university. Oh, wait, I can't afford to put my kids through university. Maybe it'll go to my power bill. Maybe I'll use it to buy groceries at the cafe and then work my ass off and turn it into a better product and sell it back to people. Maybe that's what I'll use the profits of my business for. I run a business. I didn't buy a business because I wanted to just never have anything. I run a business because I want to earn money and be prosperous. And the people on the freedom side have a problem with this. They have a problem. I shouldn't say all. Some. Some have a problem with this because I don't spend every minute of every waking hour worshiping another freedom fighter. Because I don't do events to support this person or that person. Well, I'm... I'm trying to live my life. I'm trying to claw my way out of a seemingly bottomless hole that's been dug over the last three years. And people have the nerve to ask me when I engage in a business activity, what are you doing with the money? None of your damn business. Maybe, maybe I'll buy another piece of shit car that has heat only in one side of it. Maybe that's what I'll do with it. Maybe I'll get a haircut. I need a haircut. Maybe I'll go put $100 in the slot machines at the casino as I spend three hours there and have dinner with my girlfriend because that's really all we do. We don't go anywhere. We don't go on. Uh, we don't go to Italy. You know, we just run around the province and hang out at the restaurant for the most part. Actually, we got to go to Amsterdam one day. That was awesome. It was actually fantastic. You should go back and see the videos. We interviewed a couple really interesting people there. And uh, it was neat to see so many people standing up in, uh, in the Netherlands. And you know what? Here's, here's something cool. In the Netherlands, there's lots of people that believe in a lot of things that I don't, like in these freedom groups. You know what they did when I got there? They shunned me. No, they didn't. Actually, they invited me into their homes and accepted. And, and you know, like they told me their side. I told me I told them our side. And they said, you know what? We stand with you and we stand with Canada. Pretty cool. Actually, it was amazing. But my point is, it's really none of your business what I spend my money on. I may uh, sell you a hamburger and I may earn $2 on it and I'll do whatever the hell I want with it. How's that for you? Let's go back through the questions because I actually haven't been watching them at all. Uh, I've totally forgot. Uh, for the person that's saying there's no volume, uh, you need to turn your volume up. That was sarcasm. I'm sorry. I think most people can hear what's going on. To the person, uh, Kayla, who's saying, sorry you went through that, Chris. I don't, uh, I, don't, I don't expect people to be feel sorry for what I had to go through. Like, you, you need to understand... All of you need to understand that before I decided to actually go public and fight the government, I thought about this for a long time. I thought about it from December 9th, I believe it was, 
until January 20 something when I posted on Facebook that my restaurant was open. And I agonized over it, partly because I knew that if I was going to do this, it had to be public because I wanted people to know that they weren't alone and they weren't crazy for thinking something was wrong. But on the other hand, I didn't want anybody to know who I am. I'm not perfect. I'm not some saint. I'm just a your average dirtbag roughneck. I'm nothing special. I am literally in humanity. I am a whistle stop. I am a small, unimportant stop in, in life. That's it. So don't, don't feel sorry for the things that I went through. I knew and I know exactly what I was going to go through for, for the most part. I knew that people don't win against the government. And that's a problem. Why? What do you mean, Chris? Why don't people win against the government? We have the charter rights in the Constitution. It doesn't matter. Because if you ask the men uh, who are still in jail after almost 600 days for protesting in coots, the, the question here isn't whether they're innocent or guilty of the charges that are laid on them. The question is, the, these guys are in jail. They're fighting for themselves. They're fighting for their futures, their freedom, and their rights. And they have to spend upwards of a half a million dollars to do it. So when you say, oh, we have these rights, those rights don't matter at all unless you can claim them. And most of the time, the only way to claim those rights back from the government is to spend more money than the government spends. Now, that's exactly why I had to be so public. Because I'm not trying to win people over or, or build some, I don't know, I'm not... I don't have any aspirations of being a independent journalist or a, or a internet celebrity, but I needed people to know what was going on and what we were going through because I knew there was going to, there would need to be some crowdfunding. How in the world does somebody like me on the type of wage that I earned flipping burgers and pouring coffee fight the government when you know the legal bills are going to be three, four, five hundred thousand dollars? That takes a lot of help. The only way you can get by when you're fighting the government is with a little help from your friends. So it had to be public. There was a mosquito right on my glasses. I've met so many absolutely wonderful people in this crusade, this adventure that we're on. I've met a lot of people who have put a lot of time and effort in trying to fight these things. I've heard people offer me all sorts of escape routes from my troubles. I've heard people say, you can do this in court, you can do that in court, you can whatever. And I've thought about a lot of these things. I've watched people try it around me. And I came to the conclusion that none of this stuff is working. None. The, the common law stuff doesn't work. The free man on the land stuff doesn't work. I've had people claim it works, but they live in their car and they sleep in their car because, well, they won, but what have they won? And it turns out that the only way to win is to 
just try and stand against what's coming for you as long as you can and hope that people rally around you and hope that because you may have a different religion or belief in something than they do that they won't just cast you aside and say you're a charlatan or you're evil or whatever because you don't believe in dare i say it dare i say it so Please don't say uh, sorry for me going through this. I knew the risks. I knew what the consequences would likely be. And I made my peace with that a long time ago. I didn't quite understand the human impact of it, though, in, in, the, in the way that people would so like go so just crazy off the walls. I knew that the other side was going to wish me dead and stuff like that. That goes without saying. But to hear some of the things that the folks that are supposedly on the freedom side say, that actually does, that does hurt a little bit because our goals are the same, but apparently I just have to believe in everything everyone else does to, to not have them hate me. Um, yeah, so don't feel bad. Let's go back through the comments a little bit. I tried doing that and I got distracted like I usually do. And now it's 1037. So I really, really have to get to bed. Um, I got to open way earlier than usual tomorrow because it was very busy today and we're shorthanded. So I get to go in and do some work that we were supposed to do today and couldn't do. Uh, where are we at? Oh, hi, Trisha. Trisha was working today with me and she did a fantastic job. So thank you. And actually, you know who else did a fantastic job? My girlfriend, Jessica. She doesn't even work there. But she shows up all the time and busts her ass and is one of the best non-employees that I have there. So thank you very much. I appreciate that and I love you. I love you guys and girls too. Most of you, I think. Even you, Trevor. Uh, what do we got here? Oh, P.S. I've never referred to myself as a freedom fighter. I, I, it sounds weird to me. It's always sounded weird to me. I've always considered myself just a stubborn Irishman that won't bend to the government. Uh, I don't, yeah, my style of fighting is really by just existing. I don't know. Uh, Yeah, maybe I better just end it here. I'm pretty tired. So I guess in closing, I just want to say thank you to everybody for continuing to watch. Thanks for following uh, my and our journey here. Thank you for getting involved. And I hope that you continue to do so. Because, you know, the path that we find ourselves on might not be the one we expected. It might not be the one that we advocated for or the one that we like but it's the one we're on and it's not going to do any good complaining about the path that we're on. All we can do is our best to find solutions for the problems that we face. And hopefully the solutions that we find for our current problems uh, leave us with better problems in the future. For instance, you know, once we solve this problem of uh, Alberta not being properly represented within confederation, 
and having our wealth and resources drained from us while our way of life is attacked. Once we deal with that problem, once we find a solution, I hope that our new problem is, you know, what are we going to do with our free time? What are we going to, where, how are, where are we going to take our boat this weekend? Or where are we going to go on vacation next month? Because we just, we're so prosperous that we can do it. Those are the kind of problems we should have in Alberta. That'd be fantastic problems. So if you decide that you want to stop in the middle of the road and try and trip me as I go by, because you don't like the path that we're walking, it's not going to do you any good at all. It's not going to do me any good either. I suppose I don't really care because I'll just keep going. Um, but remember that as you interact with people you may not agree with on everything. The one thing that we should be able to agree on, which unfortunately not everybody does, is that humanity is important. Humans are important. Life is sacred. And we should be protecting those things at all costs. At all costs. P.S. Don't burn tires in the desert. It makes some gross black smoke. Good night, everybody. See you later.